go and make. I want you to imagine if you went into a room and the lights um, were out and you flipped the switch on and off a few times and, and nothing came on. What would you do? What's the first thing you would do? Turn on the flashlight on your phone. Okay, so, but how would you fix the lights that, that, that are there? Yes. Check the breaker. Yeah, that's probably the first thing you would do. And because what does the breaker do? Anybody know what, what a breaker does? Yes. It controls the power. That's right. Like if the breaker is split, there's no power getting to that light, right? Well, tonight we are going to talk about power. to the very end 
of the age. Okay? Oops, I forgot to follow on there. But. So the question is, who did Jesus say has the power or the authority? Who? God? Is that just a Sunday school answer? Is that because you actually remember it? Okay. It was, in the, it was in that scripture. Here, I'll show it to you again. This is Jesus talking. He said, all authority has been given to who? Me. Jesus said, <laughs> Jesus came to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So Jesus has the authority, okay? Jesus has all authority, which we talked about a few minutes ago during worship time. The God who created the universe, who put the stars in the places, and who made sure that the earth was the perfect amount away from the sun so that we wouldn't either burn to death or freeze to death, although sometimes... Out here in West Texas, it feels like we're too close to the sun, but we're really not. That God has all the authority, right? Jesus is God. So Jesus has all authority, okay? Um, but let's look at our next main scripture um, for this series, which is Acts 1.8, which says that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. So Jesus has the power. Who gets the power? Jesus. Jesus. No, Jesus already had it. Who gets the power? Us. Right. We do. This one is, is a prophecy to, from Jesus to the people. Again, it says, but you will receive power. So all of us can say, right? Y'all can want that, I know. We all have the power, okay? We, I don't, yeah, y'all have the video that, thankfully. But, uh, what? So, you all, we all have the power. There goes the next Bring it Taylor will do the running man, but I can do the running man. I'm not going to try it. Taylor, you got the running man? Okay. Next time. Um, so, we have the opportunity to get the power. Let's go back to the scripture again. How do we get the power? Does anybody know? Shadow, we already answered two. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus is close. Authority, that's what we're getting. The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, you heard Shadow say it. Say you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Okay, so we do get to have the power when we know the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is inside of us and is a part of us. So, so I want to... Uh, to, to talk a little bit about that because, you know, getting saved is awesome. If you're in a relationship with Jesus, that's super. But that's not the, the end goal and that's not the end of our walk. When we get filled with the Holy Spirit and we come to um, experience the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden we have power. If you know the story of Peter in the Bible, he was kind of an idiot. Um, he tended to uh, put his foot in his mouth. He tended to say stupid things. Uh, not, it's, it's, he didn't literally put his foot in his mouth. It's, a, it's, a, it's an expression saying he said, meaning he said something stupid. Like, like Peter once said something that caused Jesus to react. Get behind me, Satan. When Jesus calls you Satan, you've said something really bad and dumb, right? Like that's that's pretty extreme on the dumb level of things you could say. When it causes Jesus to go, hey, Satan, get out of the way, you're really jacked up. So that's kind of how messed up Peter was. Peter was so jacked up that when Jesus was being crucified, Peter denied him three times. And not only did he deny him, because we talk about that, you, you know, 
But the, one of the times that he denied Jesus, he was talking to like a little girl. So that's like me getting embarrassed as Abigail saying something. Being like, no, you're wrong. That's pretty much what Peter did. Like Peter, Peter was scared of what this little girl was going to say to him. And so he denied Jesus. Okay? So that's kind of where Peter is coming from. Um, but then in Acts chapter 2, Peter gets filled with the Holy Spirit. And he preaches a sermon in front of thousands of people. And we know that there was thousands of people because 3,000 got saved, which means there were probably other thousands that didn't get saved. So he goes from being so afraid of what's going to happen that he's denying Jesus in front of this little bitty girl to preaching a, a sermon, preaching the gospel in front of thousands and thousands of people. And Peter went on to be crucified for his faith. And, and when Peter got crucified, does anybody know how Peter was crucified? Huh? Upside down, yeah. Sam, Sam got it. He was crucified upside down because he was so bold in his faith. He said, you know what? I'm not even worthy to be crucified like my Jesus did. Crucify me upside down. And so he went from this really wimpy, saying dumb things to this powerful man of God who was the leader, the earthly leader of the first church. That is the power that the Holy Spirit will give us. That's the kind of authority that comes when we know the Holy Spirit. And you know, it's not this... Uh, this crazy, hard to understand thing, it can be as simple as when you see somebody coming up and you know you need to talk to them and you just say, Holy Spirit, give me boldness. It can just be a simple prayer. I mean, we want to be filled with the Holy Spirit. and uh, but, but, you know, it's not this impossible thing, this uh, difficult to understand or comprehend thing. Okay, so, so I want you to Know that, that, that you know, what the Holy Spirit is who gives us the power. And it's a crazy amount of power. I want you to think about in the movies and stuff or TV shows, whenever a cop is going to arrest somebody, how does that person know that the cop has authority? He's wearing a uniform, the car maybe, got the badge, right? He throw, you know, if they're a detective, whatever, they might throw up their badge, yeah. A taser? Okay. Well, the different thing is, I can go buy a taser. I can't go get a badge. Like, it's a badge and a uniform that gives the authority. You know, it's not the, uh, it's not, it's not the taser or the gun. Although those, those help. Um, but, you know, the badge and the uniform and the car, these are things that say, this person is a cop, this person has authority. Okay? If I were to come up to you and say... Hey, the king of England, well, there's no king of England. The queen of England told me to say this to you. <laughs> there's no king. If, if, if somebody came up to you and said, hey man, the queen of England said, said for you to do this, you'd be like, oh, I know you saw the queen of England. Like, what the crap? Okay? Well, okay, disregarding America versus England. But, but if they came up with a letter with official British royalty letterhead on it, and it had a... Uh, and it had the seal of the Queen of England, you still may not do it, but at least you know, you know what, that person really does have the authority of the Queen of England on their side, okay? So, so the question is, how do people know when we have that authority? Okay, we're going to read John 13, 35, and this tells us how we know, how people know that we have authority. John 13, 35 says, By this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you wear your t-shirts. I hear laughter. Why are you laughing? <laughs> That's not it. That's not how people know if we're Christians, right? Okay, let's try this one. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples 
Did you go to church every Sunday and Wednesday and even the first party of these houses and stuff? No. What? That's right. Still? Is that still not right? No, that's still not right. It's not about what we wear. It's not about where we go. By this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you invite people to church. Is that it? Yes. No. <laughs> Maybe. That would sound a little more realistic, right? Still not it. It's up on the screen, John. It's up on the screen. Okay, that sounds closer, but that's still not quite right. Okay, so it's people don't know we have the authority by what we wear. They don't know we have authority by the things that we attend. They don't even know authority by the, if we invite people to church. They know that we have the authority this way. If you love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples. If you love one another. If you dislike somebody, what? No. You can See, love is not about liking. Love and like are two different things. That's why we have two different words. Love is about putting somebody else first. So I can not even like somebody, but put them first. Like if I get cut off from traffic, at that moment I don't like them. But if I choose to go ahead and let them have their way, I love them, right? I put their needs ahead of mine in that extra split second it would have taken me to get there, right? So the difference between love and... So it's not if we like you, if, even if we like one another, that's not even it. They will know that we are disciples of Jesus if we show love for the people around us. That is how everybody knows that... There it is. Man, that time was way better than it was. That was sad. That is how people know that we have the power is by the way we love people around us. See, authority and love come as a package. Okay, authority and love are a package deal. When we love people, then we have the authority to speak into their lives. If somebody who has only been mean to you and has never done anything nice for you in their lives come up and says, hey man, you want to go to church? You're going to be like, not for people like you. Right? But if it's that dude who's always got an extra pencil when you need it, and uh, who when somebody drops their stuff in the hallway, they help them pick them up, and you know, they're willing to give rides, and you know, those are simple things, guys. Those are ways we can love people. When that guy says, hey, when you come to church, yeah, man, he's been showing love for you for months. And so that's the same thing. When you guys love the people around you, and you treat them well, and you put their needs ahead of yours, then you have the opportunity to speak into their lives and to, to do what we're talking about. Then you have the authority to share Jesus with them, okay? Because if we have the Holy Spirit and we have the power, but we don't love people, we've got all this power, but we're limiting it, okay? We're, we're putting this crazy power in, in, a, you know, in, in a way that it can't be used. It's kind of like this. Phenomenal cosmic powers, it'll be living space. When we don't love the people around us, and then we try and use the authority of God on them, or you know, to invite them even, to tell them about Jesus, we've limited the power. So when we love people, the power has full effect, and it's useful. So I want to close with a little story here. Okay? I'm going to tell you guys about a guy named Jimmy. And Jimmy was a star athlete, was captain of the baseball team. Okay, everybody knew it was popular, man. Everybody in school likes this stuff. You know, 
Then that Winston team's a kid. It's always been the best on the team. So he gets to the team, and he's the captain of the team. It's his senior year. And Jimmy is the captain of the baseball team. Right? He's one who helps lead practice. He's got all this responsibility. One day, the coach finds out that for years, Jimmy's been cheating. He's been corking his backs. He's been taking PEDs, performance-enhancing drugs. And the coach realizes the coach is an honest man. And so he's like, Jimmy, why have you been cheating all these years? And he sits Jimmy down and he says, Jimmy, I'm so disappointed. You ever got me? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Thing, right? He gives Jimmy that. He gives him, Jimmy, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I've known you since you were a little kid. Find out you've been cheating. And the coach says to Jimmy, he says, you know what, Jimmy? You've let me down. I, 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 have, to, I have to take away your position. You can't, you can't be the captain anymore. In fact, you can't even start. He says, you know, everybody, the, the, the people I've gone to for advice, they've all told me that I should just kick you off the team. And the coach says to Jimmy, but you know what? I'm going to give you another shot. You're not a starter. You're not the captain. You can stay on the team and maybe earn your way back, maybe, to start it. See, God is way more perfect than that coach. And we, every time we screw up, every time we do something that's jacked up, every time we lie, every time we cheat on a test, every time we are mean to somebody who doesn't deserve it, every time we don't show love, we let God down. Just like Jimmy let his coach down. But God, He doesn't take away our position. He doesn't say, you can try and earn your way back. He says, you know what? I love you anyways. And not only does he love us, he gives us even more authority. That's what grace is. When we repent, we come to God and we say, okay, God, I'm sorry. I, you know, repenting literally means to go a different way. So, we, you know, we, we allow the Holy Spirit to change our actions. And we don't have to earn anything because we can't. But God still says, you know what? I'm still going to give you the authority. Because you love me. And you've repented. And as long as we're walking with God, we don't have to earn our way back to the authority. It's part of our relationship with God. And so you guys have the opportunity. That's, that's the incredible grace of God. That's what grace is. It's undeserved favor. It's easy for someone to give us favor when we're doing stuff for them. But when we're jacked up and we're screwing up, still God gives us favor. One of the, one of the themes of this series is that God loves us. Like we said earlier, He is for us. He's not going to give us a job to do and then not give us the tools to do it. You know, Chris is down there. He's been, uh, if you don't know Chris, he's been working on that hallway this week and he added to the wall. He's putting in a door, painting and all this stuff. Now, Pastor Tyler said, hey, dude, do me a favor. Add three feet on here. You know, put this doorway here. Put up this drywall. But then he didn't give Chris the materials to do it. Chris can't do it. That's the same thing. God said, hey, go and make disciples. Go tell people about Jesus. And one of the tools he has given us is the authority. Last week he gave us a team to do it with. This week he's given us the authority to do it. In the video we watched, and I told you there was a point to it, Bruce Almighty was using his power with full confidence. Right at the beginning he's kind of trying to figure it out. 
and he makes himself change clothes, and he makes the, the fire hydrant explode, you know. But by later in the video, he is fully confident in what he's doing. Man, he knows he can do this. He's messing with Evan, you know, he's messing with Evan Baxter, and, you know. Uh, and so, that is the kind of confidence that we can live in. We can say, you know what? Despite my screw-ups, despite how I mess up every day, because all of us do, God has still given us authority to share Him with people. And so I want to encourage you guys, and even dare you, to live with that kind of confidence in the authority you have. When you wonder, what's going to happen if I invite that person to church? What's going to happen if I give them a book of hope or a life book? What's going to happen if I invite them to a church event? When that question comes in your mind, when the devil tries to tell you they're going to reject you, they're going to, they're going to laugh at you, you know, you know what? No, I've got the authority. The God who created heaven and earth, the God that, that has control of everything, has given me his name and his authority to tell people about him. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to think about somebody. I want you to think about somebody you know that needs Jesus. I imagine most of you guys are thinking of somebody right now. Probably came to mind pretty quick. I want you to begin to pray on your own silently over those people with authority, with the full confidence that God has given you his name and you, you represent the God of the universe. And so you have all the authority in the world to tell that person about Jesus. It's not about controlling their life. It's not about telling them what they should and shouldn't do. It's about offering them the gift of Jesus. Some of you guys are thinking, well, I don't, I don't know if I had that gift yet. So I can't walk in authority about Jesus because I don't know Jesus yet. But you want to you know him tonight. You want to know, you want to begin a relationship with him. If that's you, if you, if you say, you know what, I, I, I need to get to know Jesus. I need to get to the point of having that authority. If that's you, just raise your hand and put it right back down. You don't have to hold up long. Just put it up and back down. You see your hand. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. I'm going to pray over you guys. And if you already know Jesus, you say, I already have a relationship with him. Continue to pray. Continue to, to pray for the people in your life and the people that you're thinking of. And uh, I'm just going to pray over you guys as a group. Heavenly Father, I pray for these students. God, I pray that you would give them boldness and courage, Lord, to speak confidently, knowing that we don't just have the name of a world leader. We don't just have the name of a president even. We don't just have a police badge, but we have the God of the universe on our side. And God, that as they invite friends to church and as they begin to share what, what you've done for them with their friends, Lord, that they would have that boldness and that courage. I pray for those that don't know you yet, I pray right now that you would give them a relationship with you. God, that you would give them uh, a, 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 a time, uh, the opportunity to know you, God. We know that you love us no matter what. And so I just pray that you would seep into our lives right now. God, I pray 
for boldness. If you're in here tonight and you would say, you know what, I haven't been walking in that boldness. But I'm going to. You say, I, I, I've got, you know, I'm ready to, to take the next step and not be a wimpy Christian, but I want to walk with confidence and with authority. If that's you, and you've got somebody already in mind that you know I need to talk to, I need to invite the church or something like that, if that's you, I dare you to stand up right now. You're not the only one. So here's something I'm going to pray over you guys one more time, and then we'll be done. And I, now that you've stood up, you've, you've taken a chance and stood up here. Now it's time to take a chance when you get to school tomorrow or next Tuesday. Or when you see those, when you see that person next. Maybe you need to make a phone call, send a text, say, hey, let's grab lunch. Heavenly Father, we thank you again for who you are, God. And I pray boldness. I pray confidence. I pray the authority of the everlasting God over every student that's in this place. I pray that you would give them a supernatural authority. Just like Peter had in the Bible, God, he went from a wimpy Jesus denier to standing up and preaching in front of thousands of people. I pray that that same level of authority would just, would just come on every student, Heavenly Father, that, that when the devil tries to tell them you're not good enough, they would remember the scripture. They would know, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you have authority. And they would, you would bring those scriptures to their, to their remembrance, God, and you would bring... Uh, Lord, your courage and your boldness into their hearts and into their minds, God. God, we pray that this time, this school year, would be the beginning of an explosion of you. God, not that Chosen Gen Youth would get any fame, not that Tony Ambrose would get any fame, not that any of our leaders or student leaders would get any fame, God, but that Jesus would be made known because of these students here tonight, because of these students that are going to walk the halls of their schools because of these students who are going to be on the practice field because of these students who are interacting with people all around them every day. God, we thank you in advance for who you are and what you're doing. And it's in the name of Jesus we claim it tonight.